You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. I want to make sure people up front know who's a jackass. Yeah, and they know. (laughs) Every time you say this and every time I say they know. I know. They know. know. All right, we are back with another cast. This is episode 49. Wow. 48 of these. You don't know that. We might might, uh, swallow this one, save it for later. Uh, This is episode 463. (laughs) It's episode to be determined. (laughs) Episode episode 49. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Stephen Hawking has joined us on the cast. Yes. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Uh, nice to have such a, a dignified scientist on the show for once. It is very good to hear you say that. I appreciate being on the cast. Oh, 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 oh. We also have another special guest. So, well, have I even said who I am? I'm Aaron Hubbard. <laughs> no, no, now they'll think that I'm the asshole. Okay. I'm Aaron Hubbard. What is it, Spartacus? Uh, I'm Spartacus. I'm Jim you, you Jones. You tricked him into owning his identity. Now yes. we know who the asshole now is. Now when he's an asshole, no, they got him. that's not true. That's not where I was going for at all. I'm Jim Jones, and I believe we have another person on this cast this week. Mm-hmm. I am uh, a redheaded stepchild, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> the prodigal, the prodigal caster. But yeah, the prodigal host returns. I no. guess I can own up to it. I am Peter Street. Yes, that person you've been hearing in the intro for forty-eight weeks now. Although he sounds much more. He's actually introducing Aaron Hubbard. That's right, I'm Aaron. Still introducing Aaron Still Hubbard. Still introducing yeah, 49 episodes. 49 or 400 <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what this Can is. I drop it at 500? Can I, can I just be a regular cast member? Yeah. At 10 years, you want to drop <laughs> introducing at 10 years of cast? Is that is that the only thing keeping a cast afloat, that little bit of luck? It is, yeah. All right, so if we change that, it'd be like... Well, they feel a little sympathy for us. They, well, they've got a new host. Maybe they're yeah. not usually this bad. Yeah, that's why, it, that's why it sucks this week. By the time they figure it out, they're already sucked in. Yeah. Who the hell it's is like, introducing Aaron Hubbard anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it's Stockholm Syndrome. Once they start sympathizing with us, yeah. it's all over. It's, it's all over. bizarre. So Peter's back. He took a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, I had stomach worms. Yeah, stomach <laughs> stomach worms yep. from uh, his 35% meat Taco Bell diet. Yep, that's uh, all I still eat. That'll God do it. Damn it. Um, that'll do it. it up. Uh, I think the real reason was microphone. Uh, part of it was uh, technical uh, jealousy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was not on par with the other hosts, including the hosts I introduce every week. And uh, it was actually a technical issue because we couldn't actually get his mic to work through our soundboard for some reason, right? Yeah. Well, like it we was tried. A, it was the, a bandwidth issue, too, because sometimes I would try and Skype in. Oh, a Skype, yeah. And yeah. Skype does That's not the, work. We couldn't get the Skype to pipe through the mixer. We could now. Uh, I'm confident. You think so? Yeah. Or the equipment necessary to do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I found, like, yeah, there's, like, a device they call the tapper, and the listeners don't give mm. a shit. I've but got one of those. Yeah, it doesn't hook up to Skype, though. <laughs> Is that the thing where they, the old lady, like, goes, and then the lights turn off? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. Stephen Hawking's wheelchair no, shuts that's down. More like when that's more like when the bed springs go, <laughs> and the lights turn off. <laughs> old lady's still involved, though. <laughs> I know the sound effect he uses with his clapper, Stephen Hawking. And the lights go down. Nice. But anyway, I'm back. back. It was was partly due to technical things. I have now spent and invested an an equal sum of money. I now have an equivalent mic, mic stand, and my pop shield is a bit to be uh, leaves a bit to be desired. (laughs) I'm actually staring at a red. Uh, I feel like I'm like celebrating like Cancer Awareness Month, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah, at a ribbon. bow made out of a shoestring that yep. Jim Jones happened to have lying around the house, and it's a it's a red shoestring holding together this egg crate foam 
a cover that protected my mic as it was being shipped. You, and there is a there's an intense smell of glue <laughs> pouring off, radiating off of this pop, this makeshift pop shield. You make this sound like a very professional operation. Are we are we huffing poppers here? Is that what oh, we're saying? Oh my god! Yeah. I, anybody? I mean. That is, Peter, that is intense. Peter, Jim, would you say that the Bald Move crew runs on a shoestring budget? Oh, <laughs> I would say we run on lousy jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more red in the room now. <laughs> I was oh, Peter God. Street. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was part of, part of that, and another reason was just due to the fact that I have a new job. And a chaotic work schedule. I used to, I was, um, the listeners may may know, I was on unemployment for a little bit, uh, about a half a year. Sweet, living the sweet life. Living the sweet life, playing a lot of World of Warcraft. That's when we killed the Lich King. Um, I can respect unemployment, I can't respect World of Warcraft. (laughs) That's fine, that's fine. I don't respect it either, and yet I do it. Yeah. That's what I say. Heroin. Yeah. So it was uh, it was part because I, I'm working an odd schedule. I didn't have mm-hmm. the equipment uh, for my glorious voice to sound as uh, silky sweet as you two, and uh, just those scheduling conflicts met up with the technical ones, and I had to step out for a little bit, get organized. Now I'm now I'm uh, well established in my new job. I'm comfortable with it. I know exactly what I'm doing. I have a good name. I've developed that, and I feel a little bit more. Uh, able to now relax. The, the famous Peter Street. I am the famous Peter. Well, Street. now that you've developed your good name, it's time to ruin it, right? Yeah, By casting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Tell all your tell all your coworkers about it. <laughs> <laughs> My boss that loves me. Absolutely. So uh, I think later we're going to talk a little bit about episode three, and anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Episode three of Go what? fuck yourself. Younger. Episode three Episode is Louis Anders. Yeah, we're doing a retrospective. One, right? well, that was a good one. It was uh, mm-hmm. Pax, that was a Pax. It was Pax East Part Two. <laughs> it was part Two of a Pax East. <laughs> it's three the Great special. Ballad of Kinds. Uh, that was a classic. Except we didn't have Kinds on the show. We should have. That yeah, was, we should have interviewed him. It was we a bad idea. We didn't. Yeah, bad, bad job on us. We interviewed him. Maybe we can interview him this year to have him tell us what the Omegathon contestants did wrong. Yeah, year. he can like you know he's like the color commentator now. He's a retired exactly. jock. Yeah. Guy sitting on the side of the ring telling you. Man, he hit that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he hit that guy hard, and the other guy didn't hit back. But before, before we get into that, I had a couple things come up today that today? have freaking... Yes, just today. Today. That have pissed me off. Uh, one to do with my iPhone. My iPhone... Remember when we tried to play um, the riff tracks for... Yes. For what was it? Uh... Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire and riff it, tracks. And then we ended up playing it through a plastic cup because yeah. that amplified it somehow? Yeah, you put the iPhone in a plastic cup and it amplifies the speaker like, somehow. Like two or three times. It's a, it's imp- oh, yeah. impressive. But the problem we ran into is that the audio was not syncing up with the movie. That's true. Because the iPhone is playing a little bit fast? Yes. I have actually deduced that the iPhone does not handle audio speed in this universe. Like... That's what it's supposed to excel at. What are you talking about? Like, what movie were you playing on it? Were you streaming Rain of Fire. No, no. We were 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 playing it on the TV. Yeah. And we were listening to the riff tracks on my iPhone. Well, the riff tracks, you know, the the crew that made Mr. Science Theater 3000 have now Uh harnessed the power of the internet to record commentaries for, you know, AAA movie titles. It's not just crappy stuff that they could license now. Mm -hmm. They got riff tracks for... You know, all the Star Wars episodes for Twilight, for Love of God, and mm-hmm. Reign of Fire was the, the, the great Matthew McConaughey vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale vehicle. Reign of Fire was what, what they turned their barbs on that night. I watched that movie. I didn't mind it so much. Yeah, well, wait till you see it with Rift Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Rift Tracks destroys it. It's hilarious. I bet it's hilarious. But the, the audio was way off sync there. It was yeah. playing way too fast. We had to pause the audio every once in a while, let the movie catch up. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Wow. And then today I'm listening to a podcast that is an hour long, right? Uh-huh. And I decide I'm going to listen to it at 2x speed so that I can mm-hmm. finish it in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, 45 minutes later, I look at my iPhone that's been playing at 2x speed solid for 45 minutes, and it's still got another five minutes left. And I'm like, this is not 2x speed. This is nowhere near 2x speed. No. At best, it's like 1.3. 
I see. I think I think Steve Jobs decided what you really meant when you said twice as fast, fifty percent faster. Yeah, and then they still screwed it up. <laughs> and then they still messed it up. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now were you gripping the phone in your left hand? <laughs> I was. Oh well, yeah. See. You Audio inverse, plays faster in the right you hand. Inverse its polarity. It fired <clears> off a tachyon <throat> beam, and that slowed down the speed of light in its general vicinity. That's why yeah. Peter Street chooses Android smartphones. Oh, God. Android. It's the future. <laughs> the future. The if he didn't mess future. up the future, he would have gotten paid $500 no, see, for that promotion. That's how they pronounce future in the future. Yeah. Future. Future. <laughs> yeah, like English language drifts. 500 years from now, that's the official pronunciation. That's true, man. Actually, that was future my audio track going through an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it was stretched out and distorted. Future. Anyway, yeah. so I had to complain about that. Do you have yeah. anything to talk about? Or should nope, I... no complaints about my smartphone <laughs> over here. I'm loving my Samsung. Really? How's, how's, how's your resolution on that screen? <laughs> it's um, how's it got a better contrast ratio <laughs> than your resolution. <laughs> anyway, we're not gonna we're anyway, not gonna pee no, up a rope here. This can't be a greater war. We could war about it sometime. Yeah, because I'm could. a BlackBerry. I mean, we could go like a three-way oh, jihad on this. Bitch. Wow! Yeah, yo, <laughs> we could. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is SEO. SEO drives me up the freaking wall. SEO. Search engine Sony optim- Entertainment. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I thought you were talking about the guys. SOE? No. I thought you said Sony SEO. Entertainment Online. I thought you said SEO, the guys that tried to steal Unix or whatever. No. No. <laughs> Why would I care about them? SEO, oh. man. Search engine optimization. All right. Mm. Drives me up a freaking wall I, because I, at work, they're trying to make me do a whole bunch of it. Oh, no. That's such a shitty science. It's horrible. It's yeah. terrible because not so only clue, is it clue us in a little bit because I, I okay. Don't really well, not only is it like extremely tedious work um, and boring and annoying, but it's a moving target. Oh you yeah, you can never hit it because right. the second you get all your SEO up and running, Google changes their algorithms and you're back down at the bottom. Or in a competitive market, someone else will trump you and you know claim the top spot. Yeah, yeah, and especially we have. We're an insurance company. We mm-hmm. have a static website. Right, right. Like it's it doesn't change content often enough to ever hit the top. Right. Like if we want that's what that's what that's what you need. You're that's never you're never gonna for. beat out those domain squatters who just sit on something and pump keywords in right. with a perfect SEO website. So right. like there's no point. Eventually it's like diminishing returns. I can see doing some things, but like they want me to do a whole bunch and Here's the thing. I'm a web developer. I'm not an SEO analyst. If they want somebody to sit there 40 hours a week, I mean, if you're looking at Amazon and Google and places that have super high SEO scores, yeah. they're paying teams of people to do this 40 hours a week. Well, and It's not like I can do this in my spare time. There's firms, no. there, there's firms that hire tons of Indians, and that's all they do. I mean, they're yes. actually search engine optimizing companies. Why don't they just... Paying exactly. hundred bucks for a guaranteed top ten spot and be done with it. Exactly. Instead of Why paying don't you me, pay them actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you just take a three week vacation. <laughs> I'm working my ass off on this boss. Man. <laughs> it's killing me. Yeah. How much would that cost them? Why can't they do it that way? Like they could. They just don't yeah, know enough. Jim, they don't have enough sense to Jim's do it. You're time. the whipping boy. You're yeah. the person that gets Because my time is essentially free. Well, they've I'm already paid for it. Yeah. It's, it's an amortized cost. They've already right. I'm well aware of this phenomenon. So they will they will unload stuff on me that they should really be giving to other people to do. And that's why just, that's why I code invoices, even though my time is literally worth ten yeah. interns or whatever. Yeah, and it's like they could just you know bring a homeless man off the street and pay him in biscuits to code <laughs> invoices, but instead they have the you know. I feel that's like, a good idea. I'm actually. I don't know. Gonna get on that. Hand. I'm still hourly, so I don't. See, know see I feel like Marvin the Android. I'm like you know, brain the size of a planet, and here I am coding invoices. <laughs> <laughs> you, yep, yep. And holy bastard. Okay. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about SEO. I don't want to do it. I hate it, and I'm not an SEO person. That's we, why they have SEO analysts. So are we ready to slice into the meat yet? I'm ready. If you guys don't have anything else to talk about, am I bringing all the upfront thunder tonight? Yeah, yeah. Really? That's it. I had like m- m- I have a, a little other, lacking. I got a little other topics, but uh, well, we got a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback to go with the okay big gay podcast we recorded. Last big gay, big gay. We got a lot of big, we got some big, uh, big uh, uh, feedback from that, and we got another Stoffis corner. I mean, it's jam packed. I think we all should right. just get into the meat. Yeah, right. jam pack it. it. Jam it. 
Let's jam it and then pack it. Meat. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Red Letter Media, they, what's his name, Plinkett? Yes, Mr. Henry Plinkett. Henry uh, Plinkett? I, don't know. I think it's Henry. It's, no, Plunkett. it's Plinkett, though. Yeah, for sure. Eric. I think it's Eric. No, it's Henry. Henry Eric Plinkett. Uh, yeah. He w- released another of his spectacular, uh, you know, spare no insult and, and insight, uh, destructive uh, critiques slash commentaries of the Star Wars films, this time episode three. Yeah. And it was a really massive. It was like it ended up being over an hour long if you watch all three parts of it. Yeah, it was it. like 90 minutes. So um, almost longer than the and, and more well thought out than episode three itself. Oh, and yeah, for sure. <laughs> we we started to get into discussion last weekend. You guys were all over my house, and we were talking about this stuff. And we both re- we all realized that, uh, like I I hate episode three, and I've I've turned to pretty much hating all of the prequels. Uh, Peter, you like episode three, and Jim, how would you describe your feelings on episode three? I'm indifferent. I I don't care anymore. You don't care about Star Wars in general, or just the prequels? Uh. The prequels. I, what do you mean? I you mean, don't I find care. it hard to care about Star Wars that much anymore because I'm just so busy with everything else. Like, how am I going to get into these films that are 40 years old? And, eh. but the prequels, especially, I'm just totally indifferent. I don't, I don't care. I, I wouldn't care if I never heard another word about them. Now, if the prequels were as good <laughs> as the first Star Wars, do you think you'd be saying that? No, they probably, probably would have rekindled my not. interest in because the I, honestly, and I, my Star Wars boner is starting to come back. I've taken some Star Wars, really uh, Viagra. Uh, I'm still not going to go, go start reading. Many Bothans bit. died to bring him. Yeah. Viagra. I'm not starting. I'm not going. I'm, st- I'm not saying I'm going to go read books or anything, but I've been paying a little bit more they attention. Had Viagra in mind when they made her chew. Latest fleshlight advertisement. Oh yeah. Um, so what, 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 is, what is it that is making it, like, more in, exciting for yeah, you? Yeah, because nothing has come out. Yeah, what's going on? Well, like, Is it the cartoon? No. <laughs> but there's Clone Wars? The Clone Wars cartoon? No, but there's, um, you know, the video, uh, some, some cool video games that's come out of late, and um, they... I tell you Not what. the Clone Wars cartoons, but the Clone Wars original cartoons mm-hmm. the guy that made samurai yeah, jack those made those cool. those kind of like kind of i i didn't watch those while the prequels are going on and i i bought both volumes and kind of watched them more or less recently and um and i'm getting ready to unleash star wars on my boy oh, that is what's really brought deal. it down that yeah, he's not seen deal. them yet but he's seen he like he knows who darth vader's because i've got a like a 18 inch lego statue of him on my desk mm-hmm. and i got a star story lego on my desk and He's, you know, we played some Star Wars video games, so he's kind of a little bit exposed. But uh, this this spring, uh, I'm going to I'll have him for a week, and we're going to sit down and I'm going to sit him up on his lap, and I'm going to introduce him into the, A New Hope. How are you going to expose him to it? See, I, I've like right after dinner, after we've had our dessert, we're going to sit there, and I'm going to tell him that's like this is Daddy's favorite movie. And we're going to watch Star Wars, and then the next night we're going to do it again, have dinner, you know, have dessert, and watch Empire Strikes Back. And the next night we're going to do it, and we're going to watch Return of the Jedi. And I'm so interested to see how he's going to take it. What format? Yeah. yeah. DVD. DVD. Here's my question. No, what fuck version? Blu-ray. Fuck Blu-ray. I'm getting the Blu-ray. What version of the film? I'm going to get the LaserDisc. The laser disc uh-huh. rips. Is that okay. how you're going to show? That's how I want to show them. Yeah, the really? originals. Yep, nice. the originals. That's how you should show it. I agree. I actually have a version, uh, a sourced version where they've taken the spe- the improved special effects and battle scenes from Hoth, mm-hmm. and but huh. they've excised all the extra, the truly extra crap that George Lucas that would put be in. Awesome. Like, like they, they took out the extra job apart. They took out the new dance. Yeah, um, but they just basically left the they, better spaceship battle. That's all that there should have been changed. And the colorized lightsabers—they're they're actually colorized correctly. That's fine with me. I, I like to see it improved. The only thing that the, 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 any of the things that change lines of dialogue or character neck movement, um, <laughs> anything unnatural. Like that, yes. <laughs> Um, that should all be restored. Yeah. Because that's how the movie is, yeah. in my mind. Agreed. And uh, the good effects, minus, you know, and anything that was extra, even the Java scene, that it should be cut right out. Having Han walk over his tail yeah, yeah. It makes that scene 
absolutely irrelevant. Now, now your boy's a year older than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you introduced him to the Sacred Trilogy? Yes. What yes. do you think? Uh, he, I kind of had a vision in my head to expose him in sort of this kind of honorable, almost semi-pseudo-religious kind of way. Right. But it's, a, it's he, coming a passage of... He, uh, he got exposed early. Really? Mistake. To Star Wars, right? We're still talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. No. <laughs> Uh, no. Well, he has been sitting at home playing Warcraft naked on a five-gallon Home Depot bucket. So who God knows what he's seen. No, well, that may, may be true. But at the same time, um, his searching around the house, he found the Empire Strikes Back really? and watched it out of context about a year. Oh, my God. How did you let that happen? I don't know. I'm a negligent son of a bitch. <laughs> Isn't that the sure first are. one you saw? It was the one that I was stuck with for about seven years. But now, I don't first. know if it was the first one I had ever seen. Okay. I think I was exposed so he knows how to, to like, a new hope. He knows how way to work it that on TV. So, so you should keep him watching The Empire Strikes Back for years to, without having seen the other one. So I would recreate. not wish that on anybody. Oh my god! Oh, if you have to rewatch one, that's the one. I want to go through, through that again. That's yeah, the but without context, if you're a kid, yeah. like, you just hate the bad guys. That's why you're so bitter and cynical. You think the bad guys lose all the time they never win the, the good guys they start off getting their ass the kicked bad, you know, they mean oh. the good guys yeah, yeah. the, the good guys, guys can't win oh. i said the bad guys can't win yeah, yeah. sorry that's the beers talking which would make sense the good guys can't win they start off the movie getting their asses kicked and they end the movie getting their asses kicked yep yeah and there's a little bit of getting their asses kicked in the middle yeah there's <laughs> so. no there's no resolution if you only have that movie while most people consider it the best that are fans it's actually the most frustrating star wars experience imaginable <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. it's because like you're Cut off. Mm-hmm. You don't know where Luke came from. And you don't know, and you where, don't know he's where he's going. Speaking of coming from, it's That's like you terrible. never get to arrive. You ride the train and you ride bad. the train, but it never pulls to the station. That's so frustrating. I, I uh, you know anyway. what will get your kid hooked on Star Wars? <laughs> mm. What? Buy him. Jar Jar Binks. No, buy him a. Uh, Fuck, I can't think of the uh, name of them. A Japorshnippet? Yeah, no. A Tauntaun sleeping bag from Thinking. Oh, those are freaking awesome. Buy him a Tauntaun sleeping bag. That would he will be love amazing. it forever. Those Have you seen the touch with the zipper? Awesome. And right? the zipper's a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. 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 it slices his belly open. <laughs> and amazing. the inside of the fabric looks like the intestines. <laughs> yeah, so great. Uh, agreed. So, so, so episode three. All of us here have love of Star Wars that runs deep. We can we can tell that uh, our waters run deep with the love of Star Wars. I want to know because um, we were talking about Episode Three. I want to know exactly how like the prequels affected each of our love of Star Wars. Jim, uh, you want me to start? Sure. Okay, I can start. Uh, episode one was a low blow, Lucas. <laughs> That was a low blow. Not cool, man. I stepped up. I, I went to to bump your gloves. Instead, you kicked me in the dick. <laughs> you never kick a Star Wars fan in the dick, man. Not nice. That's not cool. <laughs> so, episode one, like I, we were all super hyped for episode one. Insanely hyped. And of course, it couldn't live up to that, but... It didn't live up to I anything. I expected it to live up to We that. all did, yeah. I I, can I can I have a confession? And you all know this to be true. Mm-hmm. I was a staunch episode one defender. Oh, for a long, <laughs> no, for a long time. For a long time. I'm talking like no, several, no, this, several years worth of risk parties were spent with Aaron here defending the fact that in years to come, we'll all look back on this <laughs> and realize that it's actually a classic and we'll be quoting lines of dialogue from it like we used to the old movies. And he yeah. was very, very uh, and I'm like, this staunchly thing's going to pay out this this Obi, <laughs> this, uh, this Qui-Gon Jinn ghost thing there's Lucas is building something man no he's oh, building something it's called it a, a shit believer. castle yeah yeah I, I was actually, and the reason I like the red letter media reviews is mm. I was like stunned. Like if you get hit, a, like somebody, if I took a brick to you guys' heads, <laughs> yeah. you know how yeah. fucking stunned you'd be? Right. And like you, your vision blurs. You and, couldn't describe yeah. the contours of the brick and its texture. And no. The you, subtle you know, flavor of the pain as it hit no, your face. Exactly. You just know something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong here. It doesn't yeah. feel right. It doesn't feel good you at all. You can't place your finger on it, but you know that there's something. Something definitely going on that's not pleasant. Yeah. That's how I felt for probably six years. 
I swear to God, I think it was until I first saw Mr. Plinkett's Red Letter Media Phantom mm. Menace review, and he was able to slowly, methodically deconstruct that horrible rape of an experience yeah. that I was able to finally start to like be okay with talking about he it. He put your finger on what was Peter. wrong with it for yeah, you. Yeah, he Peter. put his finger on my Peter. Pe- what? Peter, sh- show me on this doll where Mr. Lucas touched you. <laughs> well, the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> again and again and again and probably yet to come still don't do that. yeah don't cave on the blu-rays man Stay so strong. yeah that, i mean that's my my view on the prequels i was just so disappointed by episode one episode two was another stupid disappointment and by episode three i was just like i'm gonna eat popcorn through this movie and watch lightsaber fights Yum, you didn't yum, care enough. That's go. exactly why you should yeah. watch this Plinkett review, man. That statement you just made is how he starts the review. Is it he really? Goes, yeah, yeah, because he starts every review before this one. Uh-huh. He starts with, Star Wars The Phantom Menace was the most disappointing thing since my son. And while he eventually hung himself in the <laughs> gas station, the unfortunate reality is that Star Wars will, Episode One will be around forever. And he starts the second one by saying that it was the most disappointing thing since bagpipes. He starts... <laughs> <laughs> he starts this one by saying Star Wars Episode Three, um, the Revenge of the Sith, was the most disappointing thing since Star Wars Episode Two. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, "The reason that is is because by now your expectations are as far below the earth as dinosaur bones." <laughs> and he basically, yeah, is, and that why. makes a lot of sense because I think yeah. all of us went into this one mm-hmm. already so much wind out of our sails yeah. that it was just like you know, it's like. I will say that uh, I see where you're going with that, and that basically, that's the reason why episode three, a lot of geeks say, well, it's all right, because it wasn't a complete disaster. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as the ones before it, is my, where I'm coming from. Plus, and, it may, it and it may be, like, I don't know what he says in his review, but maybe he tears it down as much as he does the other two, but it may be just that our expectations are so low now that it doesn't matter if it's that bad, as bad as the others, because... We don't care. And We're not going to tear it apart as much as the others because we don't care as much. That I do think might be. I do think there's it. one qualitative or quantitative improvement, and that Lucas was out of time to waste. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. wasted two films basically doing nothing, and now he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh crap! I've got all this stuff I got to." So it's almost like two jam packs. Like the, the, there, there wasn't hardly any wasted time. Although he did, he did find ways to waste a little bit of time. But, you know, there, it just wasn't time for the plot and to have a 20-minute pod race yeah. and all this stuff. I mean, at, yeah. once you got outside of the massive kind of CGI uh, porn fest in the beginning of the spaceship mm-hmm. invasion and landing, it was pretty much plot and pedal to the metal from that point forward. Yeah, and Aaron, I think... Um he was dead on in his other reviews where he's talking about how much self-indulgence go into these movies. Um, it's, it's very self-indulgent. Uh, he, he goes on uh, with the lightsaber battle at the end of this one in a similar manner. Oh, yeah. Where the lightsaber battle has more going for it than, like he says, nothing and more nothing. Where you actually have two characters you sort of know and they're having an emotional rift and it kind of matters. And at the same time, it's 40 fucking minutes long, and it's it's on the top of a CGI dick that lands into a lava river that floats down a lava rover, lava fall. The, you know, it's just so ridiculous, and, and it goes on for so long without any dialogue yeah. that it becomes boring. It does. And mm-hmm. I, I remember at the theater thinking, I'm bored. Yeah, it's, it's Transformers in. 2 syndrome. Please. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing in Transformers 2. I was like, this is too much action. I don't care. Stop it. Be like <laughs> Give it, me something It's overload. It's like else. sensory overload. Yeah, it's, right. You're beyond the point of caring anymore because mm-hmm. it's too much. Right. And, and guess what you did by doing that? You lost the connection with the audience. That's not what you want to do. You want to maintain that connection. Right. So sure. he uh, he. he yeah, and it was all just like a big masturbation of uh, of what he could do with his technology and things like this. Uh, I think that Red Letter Media's episode one and two were therapeutic for me as a as a geek, as a, as a former passionate huh. Star Wars lover. Uh-huh. Uh, those really helped me work through emotions I could not 
put to words. And he did it for me in a way that's very funny. It's very easy to watch. It's very enjoyable and, and awkward and quirky and, and wrong and oftentimes in his reviews and hilarious. And he's able to present all these things that were really, I couldn't put to words in a funny way. And episode three review kind of, this is where I think me and you differ a little bit, Aaron, is that that review a little bit disappointed me. Like the the first two were amazing. This one disappointed me because I thought he would come at it from a perspective of look at how much better the good parts of episode three would have been if one and two had been better. And instead he was just basically kind of tearing down three in the same manner that he tore down one and two. And I think one and two are our worst movies, at least from the point that there are some good parts about three, which he even says there are a few things he likes about three, sure. which he doesn't include any of that in the other two reviews. Right. Cause they so are I pretty... think that's something in three's favor. Uh, I mean, Palpatine's pretty awesome. The problem yeah. is in my he, mind, cool. and he might be thinking this too, is that when I saw the good parts, of episode three, it just made me mad because they were, uh, pale imitations of what they should have been. If yeah. he had developed yeah. Padme and Anakin into believable characters with a believable romance, I would have gave a shot. And the friendship between Obi Wan and Anakin that we never see—that that you would seem that they were brothers—and that's like you know, and like always fighting in these movies. Like and Plinkett says, uh, you Lucas makes the crime of telling us things he should be showing us and because he didn't show us any affection or any brotherly love or bonding between these characters he had to all script it out and one thing lucas can't do is write dialogue same thing instead of showing us his romance blossoming between anakin and padme lucas who is at his core an awkward uh you know painfully shy around women geek to this day Instead, treated us to having Anakin basically read page after page from the Stalker's fucking handbook, to mm-hmm. you know, and creep everybody out. Very creepy. It was very unconvincing that romance. Well, not that, but like he did, he committed genocide in front of Padme, and she's like, "Well, I guess that's a <laughs> acceptable human reaction right. to have." I killed them all, and the women and the children too. And she's like patting his head. <laughs> and, and, and another thing to, to bring an example of that dialogue that was so awkward, the funniest fucking line that I never realized is when they're alone together by a fireplace and she's wearing this really sexy outfit. Sure. And then Anakin looks at her and goes, I wish I could just wish away my feelings. <laughs> what kind of line is that? I wish I could just wish away my feelings. And he says it like in this Shatner-esque kind of manner with broken, I wish I could just wish away my feelings. You know? Well, like, Horrible. Who writes that? Like, a great, like that? a great man once said, George, you can type this shit, but you sure can't say it. <laughs> and in that fact, I don't think it should have been typed. He should not have typed those words. And I love how in these, he shows how to do it right from the original movies. Like when Luke destroyed the Death Star and gets off the X-Wing, everybody's cheering and they run up and they grab each other and hug each other and, you know, real emotion being shown. And then in this one, it's just like, I hate sand. It's so coarse. Your skin is so smooth. And, And it's just robotic dialogue. And like you said, you're being told this is how you need to feel audience about these characters uh, now get to it but why do you okay so get, why do you like episode three because i think I mean, jim doesn't care i totally don't care and he's like just you're I'm just zoned out of this out. cast yeah you are I, i'm you're listening playing, like it's a tennis match here i'm looking back and forth between the bejeweled, two actually i'm playing bejeweled i'm uh <laughs> i'm doing all but walking out of the room the to be honest thing, the funny thing about this right now listeners is that jim is playing bejeweled but he's doing it on his iphone so he can't hear what he's doing while he taps the button there's an audio lag oh but anyway <laughs> wow. sorry why so why do you like episode three uh, it's like too strong a word. Like one out of out of uh, out of five stars, what do you give it? Out of five shits. How many shits are you giving this film? I give it zero shits. I'm giving a one and a half shits. I give it a zero. three. Probably. A three shit? Wow. Three. Dang. Three shits. Three, maybe maybe two seventy two seventy five. I actually, can't wait. I even if I cared, and this is not to say I care, but if I did care 
Just to be uh, clear. It's like OJ coming out the book. <laughs> if I did kill the bitch. If I did kill her, I only killed her with two shits. Really? I, I can't in good conscience give it an average because it wasn't average. I remember yeah, when this you, came you out. You liked you it like, more than me. How did that work? Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah is, I didn't think that? it was terrible. See, I... Well, um, you wow. didn't think it was terrible. So these no. two shits are back in the day. This is the shits you gave it when it this came out. This is the shits I would give it. Yeah. All right. The shits I gave after seeing it the first now time. Now it's zero shits. Now it's zero shits. Okay. But back when it came out, you had two shits to give? Sure. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Out let's of separate, five. Let's separate out the men. Out of five shits? Yeah. Well, I remember, and I, I must say this. You were the one, like, pirating that shit right when it came out. We You watched oh, it yeah. a number of times over and over. Yeah. You seemed a little interested right when it came out. But I did that with episode one, too. I and saw it. I yeah. that uh, negative five shits. Yeah. yeah. I saw episode one an embarrassing amount of times at the theater. <laughs> oh, we all did. I think I saw it well, seven I mean, times. We were like, eight times. And we, were, and we wanted it to dethrone Titanic. I don't know why. Yeah. It seemed important at the time. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it was a sappy because, girl. Like, and it's like if geeks can win over sappy love stories. You know, right. it was that mm-hmm. whole thing. Because don't we all want more good sci-fi in our movie theaters? Well, but why were we surprised? Right. episode <laughs> well, we, yeah. we assumed that it was like over our head, I think, for a while. Like I did. Probably. That was one of the ways I coped with the disaster. <laughs> I just figured that it was so brilliant, You're I like couldn't a flood understand victim. it. And that after all the movies came out, I wouldn't go, oh. <laughs> You're like a flood victim who says, oh, God has a plan for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, I got a question. I got a My question. relatives and pets all died, but God has a plan. That's well, pretty much what it was. We got to separate the men from the boys. Uh, is Episode Three better than Return of the Jedi? You know, for a long time, I would say yes, and now mm-hmm. I'm not so sure anymore. All right, I say definitely not. I, I think I say definitely I, not. And Return of the Jedi, just for the yub yub scene alone. Stuff in Return of the Jedi, just the yub. I love the yub yub scene, yub. man. Yeah, but they take that out. They took it out. Yeah, it, it became much worse. Okay, yeah. with the yub yub scene, it's not as good. With without the yub yub scene, uh, episode three is better. You can't you can't undo that now. It's stylistically designed to be that way. <laughs> no, no, I don't laser disc. Yeah, I'm, laser I'm, disc I'm must say. be the only way to watch it because the one thing that pissed me off about Return of the Jedi than anything else is seeing the young Anakin ghost at the end of that oh, movie. Oh God, that yeah. makes that no sense. That destroys my life. That makes no sense that at all. That is fucked up because it's supposed to be something Luke is remembering. Some he remembers them looking that way. Oh, not that's Plinkett's words. Look, that's Plinkett's words. Ju- Lucas, Lucas, if he did that shit, all he had to do is put Ewan McGregor in there too, and then I, and, and and young Yoda and, and the CGI Yoda, and I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I would have because it makes no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, it does because it's 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 the ghost residual. Why itself. in the hell would Luke recognize those young faces? Because the Force told him that we're yeah. supposed to have this. Rap- I don't want to saying, watch a movie and have to have mental gymnastics. I know, but I'm saying that at least would be eternally consistent. He chose literally the worst of two. It is the absolute classic Yoda and classic Obi Wan with the new Vader for no reason at all. I will agree with you that showing all the young ones Nerds. could have been a little. <laughs> <laughs> now listen here. I would agree that it would have been better to show all the young ones instead of just one. That would have been more consistent. But as you have it, I think it's kind of neat to think of it as the way that he... Because they're spirits now. They're dead. They don't have bodies. So wouldn't it make sense that they would choose kind of the way that they would form? Because they want to relate to the person that's seeing them. That makes sense to me. It makes sense to, to see the ghost the way you remember the person. I think you have them all the younglings and just have a tree fall on him. <laughs> That's what I think you do. He's, he likes to kill kids in movies. Well, that would have been funny you know. if thousand, if like the spirit of a hundred younglings was surrounding him, like looking like <laughs> fearfully at him. <laughs> He's not a good man. <laughs> just because he threw the emperor into the reactor shaft will undo yeah, the murder, the, the atrocities of he committed. He did. Yeah. The things I like about episode three, I like uh, the Yoda emperor fight. I like seeing the Emperor throw Senate chairs at Yoda and have Yoda And it didn't go on too long, although it was anticlimactic as hell. Yeah, it was. I didn't like seeing Yoda demoralized like that. Well, why did he give up? He fell, like, 50 feet onto the floor, and it was all over for him? Well, the, o- the only thing I can say to that, Aaron, is the fact that I don't think anybody can come up with a good reason why Yoda would have allowed 
that to happen at all a 50 because foot, he's so powerful. A 50-foot drop for Yoda is like a 150-foot drop for you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey, hey. Size matters not. <laughs> yeah, it does in these movies, which Plinkett points out, which kind of ruins the force and mysticism <laughs> and all things that are good about the originals. I, I like elements of episode three i'm not saying it's a great movie i'm not going to try and justify it as a good total package just for your love like britney i well i will (laughs) i will say that watching anakin burn and like scream his hatred (laughs) while his robotic arm crawled through uh, gravel was pretty fucking That's cool. That's cool. That was very uh, cool. I, I thought for, that was cool. In what universe would Obi-Wan not just finish him off? Yeah, sure. It's like, sure. I love the fact we're, that We're like, not saying what happens right after that. We're saying okay. that moment. That moment. Freezing yeah, time. Isolating right. That moments. is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And, and, Lucas, and Lucas could have fixed that if he had just had the Emperor arrive at that very moment. And, and like a off. squadron of clone troopers drive Anakin off. Yeah. Like my thing you is, mean drive Obi Wan. You, me, no, oh, yeah, yeah. You mean and drive and, and Jim could sit in the closet for six weeks and come up with better scripts and like stuff like that. We'd been like, well, well, we want this cool scene. How are we going to do it? I know clone troopers can come and drive him off. And, and what's oh, funny is that he George could have done anything he thought of. He could have done anything. Yeah, what were you saying? I was just doing a bad impression of Lucas. Yeah. A really bad impression of Your Lucas. neck needs to be 30 times fatter for <laughs> I can that get to there. sound even Give me close. three months. <laughs> yeah. I need to be boss, boss mass. With an inflating <laughs> neck sack. Yeah. Here's, here's my thing on episode three. Episode three to me and all the prequels are now exactly like watching Crank. What? I, I, no, they're I, not as good I don't, as Crank. They're nowhere near as good as Crank. What is Crank? And Crank 2. It's the Jason Statham movie where he's like pumping adrenaline into his it? heart and like uh, getting shot. night. Because yeah. I'd like to see him again myself. It's cool. But I mean, it's just like, I don't care about story. I don't care about what you're doing with these characters anymore. I just, I'm watching it for action now. I'm total opposite. I cannot watch the prequels without going into a rage. It makes me angry wow. to watch them now. I've just I've cut them out. I've cut them out of my psyche. When they're, I see they're no longer part of when me. I see episode one and how much time was wasted uh, that could have that, that that and if if the midi chlorians had fucking paid off or that ghost thing had paid off, it would. But but as as it is, episode one was a complete waste. Yeah, I I am am a little bit like Jim here as I've disassociated the prequels from my my um, emotions. Yeah, because at some point you have to purge that because they're to me they were such a disappointment that I don't want to live with that forever and let it bog me down. <laughs> that, but, yeah, that's uh, not why I do the it. Thing, but, here's okay. the thing: uh, that's why I'm doing it. And, and Plinkett's reviews helped me get that out of my system. Mm-hmm. It helped me actually sever yeah. it once and for all. And, and I love how he ends this review. If you guys haven't seen it, probably just pause this and go watch because it's awesome. Um, but if you have no interest in Star Wars anyway, just listen. <laughs> That's my um, thing. Yeah. yeah like, they approached me with this subject tonight, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just going to sit out. I don't really want to talk about this. I didn't this. want Jim to sit out because I know how much yeah. you loved Star Wars. I did, yeah. You did. Um, You've read books. I've read tons of EU books. Yeah. hundreds of hours of games. Sure. Star Wars, LucasArts games. But uh, I just didn't want to talk about, I didn't want to analyze an analysis of episode three, like that, I have, I don't have any interest in Plinkett's video because I don't have any interest in the subject matter. It's like if he were analyzing Driving Miss Daisy, I wouldn't give a shit because yeah. I don't care about that movie. Yeah. So like, I didn't want to go go watch it. So I didn't feel like I'd have anything to talk about. But I guess we came at it at a little different angle, like how the prequels affected us. So I can sit here and talk about that a little bit. But the the, the video really has no interest to me. That's bizarre. It's pretty entertaining. It's, like, it's fun to watch. It's entertaining to watch. I mean, maybe it, so. It but I, I don't need the construction of a movie I don't care about. You know? Yeah, but it explains to me what it does. Is it explains why it was so rotten? When you see Lucas on a chair on about every fucking set mm-hmm. with two monitors, shot reverse shot, sitting and not with a cup of the same cup of coffee over years of time. Then you understand why these movies were well, bad. Also, and that actually interests me. If that's they, what I was about to say. That the, yeah, the cinematography is they show they it. use good movies to contrast that with the bad that and like you know, Citizen Kane, and also showed how much Lucas just 
this makes the accusations of Lucas stealing so much of this plot from Akira Kurosawa mm-hmm. yeah. very interesting to me because they he puts a pretty compelling case that he stole lots of images directly from Citizen Kane and these other great films and it to me it was an education on how to make a film by yep. contrasting how Lucas uh-huh. did it and how yep. static and boring it was versus how other movies and know. that is exactly why a documentary on what went wrong with Star Wars mm-hmm. would interest me but mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's what this is. This is like an analysis of the actual movie. I want to see like the process of making the movie, what went into it, what Lucas did differently this time as opposed to 1978. That's exactly what these like, analyze. They show what was why uh, it worked versus why it doesn't work this time. It's I know better than to try to make this particular horse more... drink water. <laughs> You'll just harden his opinion against oh, it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm saying you've seen the first two already, though, right? I have. Yeah. And so, he didn't like it. Why he... not see the third one? Too much. Uh, rape porn. Yeah. He goes to weird places that do I don't that. like. He doesn't do that in this one. I'm not I, interested in that at all. He kind of does when he has sex with his cat. That was funny, though. That only lasted three seconds. Cat sex? Hilarious. Yes, feline sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I love that humor. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, it, I didn't like yeah. it when it went on for five minutes. A three-second bit where he's raping his cat. Okay, that's funny. A five-minute piece where he's like a woman's begging for his life. No, I don't like that. I loved it. No, You're no. a little twisted. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm twisted and evil. Uh, we got any more juice to squeeze from this topic? Uh, I'm juiced or is out. Or is it, is it dry, I've, I've been and, juiced and, out. dry and twisted like Lucas's imagination? <laughs> I, I was wanting to, to... It's old and flappy like his neck. <laughs> I'd say the special edition version of Jedi... I like Sith better because I think he destroyed. Well, I, I find yeah because the mm, the, the, yeah. the Jabba Palisines by themselves uh, are ridiculous. Are, are They're terrible. And yeah. the Anakin and no yub yub. So but no, yub, yub. when I think I of Return of the, the Jedi, anyway. when I, I think Re- when I think Return of the Jedi, I think of my childhood, and that's a better movie than Sith. Let hmm. me quickly go through five scenes that, if you isolated them in time and space, I thought were great. I already did Anakin dying and crawling through the fucking dirt. I'll now go um, the few shots of the Wookiee planet fight that we see. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a glimpse of what the end of Jedi should have been. Um, I like the the sequence where uh, Yoda and Palpatine are fighting, I've already mentioned. how about the scene where he's talking to the Emperor up in the balcony? I thought that was actually pretty good. I enjoyed that scene, too, because there was... It. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Emperor that did that. Mm-hmm. And it was his subtleties and the way that he was trying yeah. to slowly seduce him by giving him hope for his problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that like was that. that was excellent, and he did a great job at that. Um, I liked the Order 66 executions. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I had never formed a relationship with these Jedi, even though I should have, it was still emotional for me to see them get completely turned on like that. Like Kaidai Mundai is like leading the charge and he's yeah. like, what the hell's going on? And then all the troops line up the shot, and kill him. Um, and with the backstory of, you know, this is where all the Jedi get wiped out. Right. It was, it's it, actually it's got the somewhat weight climactic. to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that moment was excellent. I liked Meh. Meh. Um, Aaron's indifferent now. <laughs> and I just thought that I never liked Order sixty six. I liked uh, Anakin slaughtering the younglings. That was strong. <laughs> he liked child murder. I wish That's that good. the kid that they got to act it was a better actor. Torturing women for five minutes, but child murder. They didn't show it. Oh, it's ten seconds long. See, if it had been five minutes of him slowly, the kid begging for his life and pissing himself, and you know, that I would have been yeah, no. slowly putting the lightsaber through mm-hmm. each limb. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible. That scene was good, too, because it had some meaning and weight to it. Another good scene was him deliberating in the room by himself, alone, wondering what, whether or not he should follow up on Mace. And no, go that was god-awful. I like that because it showed... Uh, it showed what it showed was on Venetian his mind. blinds. No, it showed um, it showed Padme, and he was you know kind of tearing up, and it it kind of and the music there is why I liked it. It was John Williams saved that scene for me because huh. the music is like very eerie and haunting. Um, 
Those are that those is are one good that it. came out of. I, I got to say that the Duel of the Fates. Oh yeah, is stands up there amongst any of the classic trilogy sound pieces. And agreed. I, I still like if I go to see like the Symphony on the Prairie where the ISO puts it on, and they it still gets your blood pumping, yeah. and that feels like Star Wars. Yeah, John Williams. I mean, he came to play. He came to work. Unlike so many others. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, yeah. Because I can watch the movie and isolate those elements while I see them, and then it sparks my imagination a little bit about what could have been. And because of that, there is some redeeming merit in my mind for Revenge of the Sith. Um, the movie as a whole was a disappointment, as was the entire trilogy, but I don't think that movie as much so as the two that preceded it. The thing that I compartmentalize is the two trilogies. I still love the originals. The prequels I've I've written off. Yeah. And I'll watch the the originals as a whole, back to back to back, before I die again. Unfortunately, right now, I mean, if I want to watch the originals in HD, I have to see them butchered and and young, you know, Anakin in there and all that stupid shit. And instead of him saying, why don't you taste very good, he says, you were lucky to get out of that Empire Strikes Back. All right. I'm now indifferent to this conversation. Yeah, we need to move on. we got lots of listener feedback. I've cut it out of my psyche. It's no longer a part of me. All right. The Death Star just blew up. And that's how he ends the review, too. He shows all the production, uh, um, shows it in, like, black and white as Luke's speeding down the Death Star Trench. Mm-hmm. And then Luke hits it, and he shows, like, cuts from G- George Lucas, like, laughing with his jiggling chin and <laughs> oh, talking about how he's not even written anything yet. It's and disturbing. then it's, like, all the build-up, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and then the whole Death Star explodes, and that's it. Nice. It's over. All right. Hit us with some feedback. Um, we got a lot of good feedback about our last cast, the the, uh, the gay cast, the, the double rainbow cast. Um, is that <laughs> what, are we going to call it the gay cast? The is gay, it is a gay cast, right? Um, our old adversaries. I'm uh, happy listening to it. Jesse from Personal uh, Arrogance, Unwarranted Self-Importance, uh, said he listened <laughs> to our cast about homophobia and gaming, and he mentioned that there's a few there are a few gay male leads in video games. Unlike a Mass Effect, in Dragon Age, you actually can play as a gay male. I ended up boning boning down with everyone I could get in that game. So it was so bad that I didn't really connect <laughs> with the character, and I wanted those sweet, sweet Chivos. Interestingly, <laughs> okay, and this is the, the point I thought blew my mind. Interestingly, the homosexual sex cut scenes were significantly shorter and less explicit than the heterosexual sex mm. scenes. It's anecdotal, but I think that is a nice little case study on the topic. Not so, the way I so like you, my games. You could go gay. <laughs> you like the long gay scenes. <laughs> yeah. Well, but isn't that ridiculous? That says it all. You can go gay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can't have explicit sex. No. Or as explicit as you can in the heterosexual. So homosexual sex is bad. I think in the next God of War, Kratos needs to be gay. Right? <laughs> he kind of is. Well, he killed his wife and kids. Yeah, and like he has sex, but it's like always brutal kind of hate. Like he is a little bit sexually ambiguous. And the second he gets gets done boning some chick, he's so consumed with self loathing and hate that he didn't kill a thousand people. I mean, you get boned, like you're not you're not going to go kill someone for like at least twenty four hours. Yeah, well, Kratos gets up in a murderous rage as soon as he gets out of bed <laughs> with the woman. I think that's that's telling. Maybe that's maybe. a sign. That's a sign. Yeah. God of War four, double rainbow. God of War, way. God of War four, man whore. <laughs> um, oh boy, sorry. So like listeners. that feedback. Um, slightly less thrilled with your declaration of total victory over our cast. Yeah, we, uh, and, suggest, that. and suggestion that uh, we should be their battle thralls. Uh, yeah, we do not join forces with you. You join forces with us, if anything. Or it can be um, Jim and I and Peter will Gemini. choose. <laughs> will choose to be enslaved yes. underneath the shield, where we will combine our cultures together. And then launch forth and destroy. No, no, no. They as, will be the vassal kings of our empire. We will tax them. They'll be our left I don't want them anywhere near my vassal. <laughs> Especially when they say they can't get enough of their sweet, sweet chivos. Yeah. Stay the hell away from our chivos. Our vassals. Yeah. yeah. Our vassal. They can stick it up their vassal. <laughs> um, got another feedback from a uh, lesbian geek. 
have oh. said that she found our cast uh, interest, um, even-handed, disgusting. despite the fact we're two straight men trying to talk about gay rights. Really? That is even-handed, and she found it personally supportive. Wow. See, I figured we insulted every gay person on the planet. I wasn't involved, so I can... Not take any of the blame or That's hate true. or anything from this week's yep. feedback uh, segment. I like that. It was pretty That's good. Cool, and Staffa brought, the, very cool. Staffa brought the Thunder with an alternate point in the forums mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, and, and again, his point is persuasive until I saw this email from Jesse from Unwarranted Self-Importance. But he's basically made the point that all video game characters are stereotyped. And he yeah. showed these images where they had like 40 or 50 mm-hmm. different male leads and mm-hmm. they all had brown hair. Uh, Anglo features, some form of stubble, mm-hmm. the same type of expressions on her face. I mean, we yeah. we basically stereotype the you know white male, the yeah. the the, the uh, apex, male. the apex uh, minority, I guess, in the country. Yeah, I mean, like I literally, I know they say this in a cliche way, but I couldn't tell the difference. No, from like, one to the other. Exactly, they all look the same to me. That. Really? If yeah. You, if you go Where to if if you go if you're curious about what what's going on our forums like our host here you can go <laughs> you can go to uh, forums.valmove.com and uh, check out the the blue yonder forum and that's where uh, Staffa uh, brings the thunder we actually create a topic for each cast uh, have a little mm-hmm. discussion over it it's got a general thing if you want us to bullshit um, let's see we also have another uh, issue speaking of Staffa. And him bringing a thunder, we have another very special episode of Safa's Corner. Are we ready for this? Oh no, God! He he is not attacking any minorities this week. Thank goodness. He's not. He's not. I don't think. Is he railing on elevators now? Is is he? He's moved on from escalators. He's on elevators. No, it's 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 leveling up in multiplayer games. It's actually minority report. so, Mustafa uh, says, Dear Blue Yonder, I decided to send another email last week since my email didn't make it on time. You mean the the very uncomfortable racially charged email? Yeah. No, we actually read that, Mustafa. <laughs> it's just our cast comes out a week after we record. So. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to let you make up uh, for oh, um, this week, too. Real quickly, we're actually going to change that. Oh, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, this that, is a good time to announce that. Sure. We're going to be switching the show release date to Fridays. Uh, we're we're doing that so that we can get feedback like Staffa's Corner onto the show uh, more quickly because we typically record and cast on Wednesdays, so we got a week delay. Mm-hmm. But if we move it to Fridays, we're going to be able to get get uh, feedback out right away. Maybe we can release some of that bonus content on Wednesday just to tide the so they don't have to go a full ten days if without hearing have, our voices. If we have bonus content, well, we have some tonight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's right. We get some, but just to, just so they don't forget about us, you know. And then we can go on the every Friday. But okay, ten sure. days without Jim Jones and Peter Street here, what are they going to do? I don't know, man. I'd go crazy. Back to Stafford's Corner. A big trend in multiplayer games is leveling up. Some games take longer to level up than others. Some have the leveling up set more balanced than others. It can either give incentive to keep playing the game or it can turn a newcomer away for joining in late. What is really flabbergasting, I like that word, is when a single-player campaign adds nothing to leveling up toward the multiplayer portion. For example... I got Battlefield Bad Company 2 during yep. the end-of-the-year sale on Steam. Fuck that. I tried out the first two levels of the campaign. They weren't bad at all. Disagree. But then I went online and noticed that there's a leveling-up system implemented. After about five hours of gameplay, I got to level four. So seeing how long it took for me to get to level four out of 50, why should I spend any of my time playing the campaign out of that game when it's not going to help me level up my multiplayer character? In Rainbow Six Vegas 2, anything I do in the campaign will carry over to the online portion. In Uncharted 2, any money I earn will carry over to the online to purchase perks. One more example in your cutoff, Staffa. So without incentive to build up my multiplayer character, <laughs> why should I waste time to campaign? It's as if the developers wanted to be Nazis. Nazis killed all... Oh, God! Here it is. Get racial! Here it is. This is what we're waiting Nazis for. Nazis killed all the Jews, therefore bad company. Two developers killed all the Jews of the world, Staffa. <laughs> I think... I was waiting for the twist in logic. I've actually never heard anyone <laughs> Godwin themselves, but congratulations, Stafa. You just you just lost the, your your own corner due to Godwin's law being called on yourself. Um, 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think actually this, yeah. this whole unlocking and leveling up in multiplayer games is just is pure bullshit. It's a deterrent for anybody new to join the game. Like, I go to LAN parties, and I don't have the gear that other people have because they've been playing for 20 hours. Well, they've already got better skill than me because they know the maps. They've been playing. They know the game. Yep. Now they have better weapons, better armor, better abilities. Very stupid. Fuck that. Why am I going to play? Why am I going to join? I'll go even stronger. It's a different kind of game, at least. I would say that, that you know before Battlefield was a first person shooter sandbox now it's a first person sandbox RPG and that yeah, changes yeah, the but kind the thing of, is, it changes the nature of the game there's no PVE portion like if the single player allowed you to level up yes. that'd be one thing but there's yes. no PVE portion where you can uh, womp on swamp rats Fuck that, to man. level up Fuck that. You, yeah. if, if you don't buy that game in the first week you jump on week two your ass is going to get owned in every freaking level yep, consistently hardcore. until you get enough depth to yeah, level but up what I'm right. saying like what Jim Jones is saying over here is that Staffa makes this good point that your single player doesn't affect your multiplayer leveling. Well, who is going to go to a land party like we just did? Mm-hmm. We went to a land party. I had just bought the game and had arrived ready to play. I have first-person shooter skills, yeah, but I can't use them. And I'm not going to. First of all, I'm not going to play through an entire single-player campaign before I start shooting with my friends in the face. I'm, I'm not going to do I can that. See that. It made me feel like an idiot for buying the game just because we're going to play at the at land party, and I show up and like half the guys are playing a completely different game than I am because yeah. they've got all these unlocks and skill upgrades and buffs. Yeah. Well, the thing with single player, if single player leveled you up, you'd at least have an option. Yes. Like, let's say I know I'm going to a land party in a week. Well, I can play through the single camp- player campaign and be leveled up to the equivalent of everyone else. Yeah, that that if that single player okay. unlocked all the bonuses the multiplayer does, I'd be totally on board. With I it. just think it's a bad land game. Yeah. I think any game like that re- that requires it's definitely Maybe that's the why they mo- don't have a land mode. The, the, yeah, <laughs> I think so because the design of this is internet based. Yeah. it's a yeah. large scale model. Mm-hmm. The game model isn't tight, loose, fast paced. You know. Uh, a LAN environment game. But I even then, it doesn't have LAN in mind when they made, designed her, Chewy. It know? still discourages Seriously. new players from playing the game because, if, yeah. again, unless you got day one and started playing it, you know, you're going to get stomped on. It'd be like if you bought Madden and. You know, people were able to unlock super fast running backs. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'd like to stop this guy from scoring 100 points, but I guess I have to get my ass kicked a couple more times so I can, you know, afford that upgrade myself. I agree with you, Aaron, and I know that you don't like WoW, but I'm about to reference it as a positive example. (laughs) Now, listen. So, anyway, if you've enjoyed this episode of Blue Yonder, you'd like to tell us about it. No. uh, Uh You're right, because what you're saying only makes sense due to the fact that if you or I hop on there at level one, we're in the same exact game with people who are higher level. We're on the same map mm-hmm. playing against people of a higher level. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in World of Warcraft, it has multiplayer PvP mode, mm-hmm. too, and there are battlegrounds, but they're ranked by level. Mm-hmm. So if you're a lobby, you don't play with the god at level 85 who can piss in, in your general direction and kill you with fire. And you can just stay away from that area if you're not ready to compete anyway. Right. But there's instanced off zones that are completely mm-hmm. separated from... Right. A larger world, right. and you can't join them with a, a, an 85 character if you're like level two. You know, you yeah. you you join people of like skill. So why can't Battlefield be that way? Well, some why can't the level that. one new player go onto a map that's only level one? Some yeah, games do some that games with matchmaking. Yeah, Microsoft like, does some matchmaking stuff. Yeah, but does like we'll Battlefield? Do no, ba- Battlefield Bad Company Two is a terrible, terrible example uh, implementation of that. Of that. Yeah. Like I. Uh, I don't really like the Battlefield engine. I, I'm gonna throw it out there. I I'm think not it's, big on it. It's, it's all right. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It's a little loose in the. In yeah. the As someone who plays Counter Strike or did play Counter Strike a lot, it every other first person shooter feels wrong to me now. That isn't Source, but <laughs> yeah, but like I, you like get used Doom to it. feels tight. Quake felt tight. Uh, Quake Three Arena felt very tight. We need to do a Half whole Life episode on the dumbing down of FPS games because. Right. Wow, yeah. I watched a Quake a Quake speedrun the other day. 
Yeah, it you blew my mind. On that that blew was insane. One hundred percent completion. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And you can't do anything like that in games today. No. And, and there, there are reasons impossible. for that that we'll get into on some other episode. But right. yeah, that's a good topic. But it's yeah. a good topic. I'm in. I'm down for it. I will say I am excited about Duke Nukem Forever coming out. <laughs> that looks awesome. Have you seen the trailer where he's hitting the alien in the nutsack? No, I haven't <laughs> no. yet. I need to see that. Oh my god! I'm we'll post a link that. to it in our yeah. our show Let's notes because it yeah. might be. A resurgence of PC. That would be <laughs> awesome because the original Duke was after 14 was years. Alien nut sacks. Uh, it's hilarious. So, if you want to get your ideas read on our show, what's the best way to contact us, Jim? Uh, go dig a hole <laughs> and piss in it. <laughs> so, like uh, Minecraft? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you can email us at blueyonderatbaldmove.com. That's dot com! Oh, wow. It's we back. missed that. It's back. <laughs> Uh, the listeners probably weren't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I, I wish I'd. I. I wish I'd taken my headphones off. <laughs> I feel like a sonar operator that left the cans on when the torpedo hit. I hey, tried to got... add a little bit of ring, like to special effect coming out of the Death Star. Uh, we have compression. We're good. Your yeah. ears are safe. It was the yeah. dot com special edition. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, go to our forums, forums.baldmove.com, as you mentioned. Uh, Twitter dot bald move slash bald move slash four seven eight move just go to baldmove.com <laughs> go to baldmove.com and click on the damn uh, Facebook icon yeah because you'll never find it otherwise there you go uh, Twitter slash baldmove.com dot com uh, we still and by the way for feedback we still again. have two ninjas left we're one ninja down Double Ninja ben, Power. Ben from Massachusetts won the Black Ninja. Oh, he took gr- the real ninja. That's right. From the Ben's Fold 5. Yeah, yeah. But fear not, you still got the Blue Ninja who specializes in water magic. And the Green Ninja <laughs> who specializes in leaf magic. Leaf magic, just like that, Woodman. That, that, that leaf magic. And time magic, I believe. And uh, the Blue Magic. Necktie magic? You know, blue, ma- blue Man Group magic? Huh? Yes. Bloom and onion magic? Yes, Thai magic. Like a bow tie. Like Thai food? See, spicy? <laughs> uh, Off the rails. The blue I'm, ninja I'm, smells I'm, like I'm, curry, I'm just saying. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. Hey, Ron Hubbard. Ciao. Ciao.